hey, Tracy here, founder and host of Sexy Aging. It's a new year and I'm reflecting on the past 10 months of podcasting. Sexy Aging launched in March 2021 and I had the pleasure and honour of releasing 38 episodes of kick-ass conversations with people from all over the world. UK, US, Australia, Denmark, Malaysia, France, Canada, Scotland, Singapore and my home, New Zealand. I learnt a lot, I laughed a lot and I feel like despite the borders of my country being closed that my mind and heart expanded to that concept that ageing is a true gift and a time to celebrate. My biggest key learnings from the podcast guests include number one, to trust the science and stay curious. Number two, every person's journey to greatness has had a moment of fucked upness where an event was so traumatic that you couldn't help but change. Number three, change doesn't stop because you've hit 50. In fact, we embrace it and sometimes laugh in the face of it. So bring it on. And number four, we're all amazing, incredible and sexy in our own way. And don't you forget it. If this is the first episode for you, then I encourage you to dive into some of the other episodes which are organised into three categories, body, mind and soul. The body episodes cover the physical changes that happen to our bodies as we get older, including hormonal changes and the menopause transition. And we also discuss my favourite topics, fitness and health. The mind episodes unpack the learnings that age brings to us, letting go of the past and committing to an incredible future. Episodes include coaching, mindset shifts, stories of adversity, and goal setting. The soul episodes help us identify with our deeper calling and purpose. Guests open up and share their most vulnerable moments, hindsights, and insights to inspire us all to realize that you get one shot at life. Whether you are new to sexy aging or have been listening every week, I'd like to get to know you, the listener, more this year. This is how you can contribute. Subscribe to the podcast. It lets me know what episodes and topics you like the most. Consider giving a rating. Both Spotify and Apple Podcasts allow you to rate directly from your device. And get involved in the surveys. At the end of every episode, Spotify listeners can answer a quick question relating to the podcast episode. And send me a message or recommendation for a podcast guest to Tracy, T-R-A-C-Y, at sexyaging.com. Aging with an E. And with that, it's time to get on with the show. first meet someone and you just know that if you were to go out for a night dancing you would be the last two people standing. That's how it was in this interview with Fiona Vanderwerf from Ontario, Canada. We connected through a MedFit Business Mastermind program and with so much in common, fitness, bodybuilding competitions, triathlon, fitness club owners, but more importantly our belief that you can do anything and be anything at any age. Fiona has been a pro trainer for CamFit Pro the past 13 years, facilitating certification programs live and online. A former competitive Ironwoman and bodybuilder, hashtag overachiever, and now the owner of her own fitness facility, Hive Muskoka. Fiona continues to challenge the status quo with her vision for inclusion and equity for all within the fitness industry. A word of warning. This episode might hurt your ears with the volume of F-bombs and a Duran Duran karaoke sing-off. You're welcome. Hey, 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 and all the way from Canada on Sexy Aging Podcast, I have Fiona Vanderwerf. 
I said it right. <laughs> woo -woo. Yep. Um, I'm going to share a little bit about Fiona and then she's going to share her story with us. So what I know is Fiona is a Canadian fitness expert. She's a former bodybuilding figure and fitness competitor. And I really want to tell, have the story told because I think it's something we have that's similar, only I did it sort of in my 20s. I'm really yeah. curious about when, do, where do you get to a place, you know, sort of later in life where you go, ah, I'm going to freaking do that. Um, you're a CanFit Pro presenter and you are founder of Hive Muskoka and you're going to share a little bit about that as well. Um, but before we do, before we go anywhere else, I have something for you. Hopefully, hopefully everyone can hear this. Mm -hmm. In case you don't know what this is, people, this is Duran Duran right now. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. We have to sing it. Steaming the subway. Oh. Yeah, you so, just needed me to get my hormones activated for sexy aging. Well, I'm hormones, here. Hormones? What hormones? <laughs> which ones? Now, which ones do you want to talk about? Because oh. uh, est estrogen exited the building a while ago. But <laughs> oh, no, hey, so crazy. So great to have you on the show, Fiona. Will you tell us a little bit about yourself? And obviously, you've been in the fitness industry for a while. Like, how do you get into the fitness industry? Right. Yeah. So thank you so much, Tracy. And for those of you who don't know, I, I met up with Tracy um, at a mastermind for MedFit Professionals Network, and we were instantly kindred spirits. Yeah. And, and, I and just, love so that. just so that people, I mean, like, I don't know when this is going to come out this episode, hopefully after mm. we finish the mastermind, but on the side, you know, on Zoom, you can do chat and then you can chat to like individual people. Within five minutes, we were just chatting to each other. Is that disrespectful? Yep. <laughs> but no, we were engaged and it was it was really fun. And I think, yeah. you know, one of the things that's certainly come out of COVID and that has been such a, a, an advantage to the fitness industry because it's just been so decimated yeah. is those networking opportunities and meeting people from around the world. Yeah. And Hasn't it been cool? Right? Been very, yeah. very cool. And honestly... Isn't it fun too? Like I think sometimes as women, um, we forget that the number one thing we're here on this planet to do is to connect and communicate with others. So it's just so important to reach out and go, hey, how are you? Like what, what is there to lose? Yeah, you know? I know because we can't do the whole, there's, the body language thing is kind of gone. So the, op the opportunity to just open up and share words and thoughts and ideas as quickly as possible so you can get some level of connection you know relatively quickly I think I agree with you um and of course at this age of our lives we kind of like don't really give a fuck <laughs> right you like me you don't like me I don't care we're gonna move forward anyway yeah. so and, yeah. and isn't it interesting too Tracy that you know I was very blessed and that I I went to an all-girls school we were taught that you know we could do anything we wanted no matter what and that was back in the 80s and I realized now that education was just a, such a gift for me to go into my 20s and 30s and 40s knowing that you know my my opinions were valid, that I had so much to offer. And more importantly, I had a responsibility to share the skill sets that I had. 
Yeah. And that's why we're here to be of service to others. And I recognizing and seeing other women, you know, women are typically taught that, you know, we need to lean on other people's opinions first, that, you know, we need to kind of sit back. And I mean, let's look at the word leadership, lead her ship. (laughs) Oh, you're sad. I love that. I love that. no. I just want to talk about your hair. <laughs> yes, yes. So like fitness, right? So I was not always like this. Yeah. Um, I failed grade 10 gym. Okay. Uh, I had a just, I, I was like five, nine in grade five with cleavage, uh, just, just so gangly. Yeah. And I took a, uh, took a dare with somebody to play rugby when I went off to first year university so I was, I was the hooker and ended up being provincially playing for rugby, which was amazing at university. I loved it. Yeah. Um, so I've always, I think, had that attitude of, well, why not? And yes. And yeah. I'm a big fan of saying yes to stuff. Yeah. And 98% of the time it's been awesome. And I think 98% good odds. And I, what I found, Tracy, is kind of how I maneuvered into this industry is I originally went to school to be a forensic anthropologist. So I love the human body. If you start me on skeletal anatomy, I will not shut up. <laughs> and it's fascinating how our body has changed and adapted over millennia. So I went and traveled. I spent a lot of time in the Middle East, which was a lot of fun. And I just started to veer away from forensic and I went, you know, I'd rather work with people that are alive and solve those problems and come up with all those solutions while they're still here on this planet. And from that has evolved, um, you know, uh, probably about 85 certifications at this point. Um, I was a competitive Ironman athlete for 10 years, which was a blast. And then um, just choosing and trying different things and Ironmans and marathons really, uh, I loved it because you're just very much one-on-one with yourself. I realized I didn't like team sports except rugby. That was fun because we just chased each other. It was awesome. Hmm. But I loved that idea of just, could you do it? You know, could you go 14 hours in a row and exercise? And I'm like, well, I should try it and see. And I loved it. I was yeah. actually getting better marathon times in my Ironmans than I was if I just did a regular marathon. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. You're amazing. Yeah. So, okay, then you took a pivot into competitive sure. bodybuilding, right? I did. Yeah. yeah. So my last Ironman I did, um, when I turned 40, I had a baby, my, uh, my little dude, Jude, and I did an Ironman on my mat leave and my husband drove behind me so I could breastfeed on course. Oh my gosh. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. 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 And yeah. you know what? The, um, the finish line was basically the finish line photos was basically my cleavage. That's because I just, <laughs> that it was epic cleavage, but it was too. Yes. It was so hard for me as a mom to do that transition to have two children was very hard for me. And I didn't want to spend four hours a day training. 
Yeah. I wanted to be with my family. So I wanted to pick something competitive that was an hour to an hour and a half a day. And I could juggle that. And, and then I met somebody, I met a guy, not my husband who I've been with for forever. He's my best buddy, but I was sitting with a guy at a gym. I can't really remember the scenario. And he's like, you know what? And I'm like, what? And he's like, women over 40 shouldn't wear bikinis. That's just gross. They should cover up. And I'm oh like, oh my gosh. Mm. Is, is he actually still alive? He's very much still alive. <laughs> and, uh, not in a, and you know what? Unfortunately, not in a great place. Right. So I went, right. okay. I'm a big why not. Right. So I'm like, well, that's one that's obnoxious. Two, not cool. Yeah. And three, wow, I wonder how many other people think that. And I started having conversations about the number of women who didn't want to show their abdomen and didn't. So I decided I'm like, well, screw this. And I went and competed and loved it. I loved the training. I loved that at the age of 41, 42, 43, I think I started at 43, that I could change my body. And I did, I was strong before for sure, but you know, I added about 15 pounds of lean muscle tissue. Um, I loved the competing. It was very aesthetic to me. Yeah. And I yeah. normally wasn't that aesthetic of a chica. So yeah. for me to like, you know, do the whole like nails and the hair extensions yeah. and the yeah. makeup, yeah, it was, it was out of my comfort zone. And I loved that. I was so scared and yeah. I loved it. Oh, I love, I love the story. In actual fact, I've got a little bit of experience with the uh, fitness competing. <laughs> How cool is that? You do do yeah. that. I think. So yeah, I actually, I was Miss Fitness New Zealand for a couple of years and I oh, competed yeah. in the Arnold Schwarzenegger Classic, which was the natural competition. So mm -hmm. um place pretty well and um but I, I you know like it's a it was kind of like in my 20s I probably trained for maybe eight to ten years in that space and then you know an opportunity to travel overseas permanently came up and it wasn't something that I would be able to sustain so it was a really awesome amazing time of my life I think what we probably both learned was that that mindset of you can do anything that you put your mind to and the level of discipline but also as fitness professionals understanding how the body works how it responds and the um the nutrition aspect of it right like because to be honest not a lot has changed oh, we got a little bit smarter I don't do a lot of the supplements that I was doing way back then but you know that's the basics are still fundamentally there but it's amazing mm. what you can do to manipulate your body in that way but a lot of it is the mind that's what I found Absolutely. anyway you're yeah. so right, Tracy, and kudos for Arnie. That was um, that was uh, that was a goal for me for sure. And then it veered; it just veered. I went down another path of of gym ownership, and just. But the fun thing that I enjoyed about competing is, you know, as women, like with this podcast and with the other podcasts I've heard from you, um, our our we have to lift each other up. And, oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we can, we can certainly compete against each other, but the best person of the day wins and it's the judges, it's whatever they want to see at that day. Right. Mm -hmm. It could be blonde, could be brunette, whatever, but we're all there and we can certainly be competitive without being 
douchebags. I'm just going <laughs> to And it's so yeah. important. And, and training and being women in your mid 40s as yeah. a fitness competitor, I ended up going up to the, the world stage level, um, which was a hoot. But women in their mid 40s, like we know we got stretch marks. There's cellulite, there's stuff. Yeah. And yeah. to have a total stranger, right? You know, one minute before you go on stage, go, oh my God, wait, you need bikini bite on your ass. Yeah. That is looking out for each other. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know, very I, competitive, yeah. fun. Yeah. Good yeah. ego. Yeah. No, I really love it. So, how long did you compete for? Like, when did you actually uh, stop? Yeah, I actually stopped. I was training for my pro card. Um, it is starting that process January of 2019, mm. dot, dot, dot. <laughs> and with COVID and owning a gym and just all of that stuff going down, I just really struggled. I didn't have equipment to train. I just, you know what? I know other people trained and competed, but I shifted in my idea of what bodybuilding meant to me. And I wanted people to feel really good about themselves. And I really struggled with the aesthetic of, you know, having that six pack abs and saying, this is the only thing that you need to get because most of my clients weren't bodybuilders and I don't train bodybuilders. I refer out to other people and I just shifted out of that mindset. I started really being a gym owner, really filling my head with other skills that I had, I, I really love that. Yeah. And it really, it's been competitive enough to be a gym owner that opened a gym during a pandemic. So that was enough of my time. Yeah. Well, congratulations because you have Thank Hive you. Muskoka. So do you want to tell us about your gym? Because when we were in that session together, I, my ears pricked up around, you had a real identity and a purpose behind what you were trying to achieve absolutely. with your community. So love to hear about that. Absolutely. So with Hive, um, Hive Muskoka is very much more than just four walls and dumbbells. We are an all accessible, we are an equity-based social enterprise gym where we help people find their worth. And the worth is a play on my last name. So it just means wellness, um, exercise, resilience, and fun. Yeah. And that is what it is. So when people come into Hive, um, they get to be who they are. So how I, what I mean by that is you be you. So if you show up and you're ready to like take on a hundred pull-ups, like we're going to party, we're going to have a good time. Yeah. And if you show up and it's enough that you put your pants on, you are wrapped in depression. You have kids that haven't been to school properly in two years. It's enough you showed up. Then that's what we work with. And I always consider it enough. Yeah. So with that kind of mindset, it's, it's just a very purpose-driven. So with our images that we have in our facility, like there's a picture of me here. It's in my office. Um, people don't, there aren't images on our walls of, you know, motivational quotes about being a butterfly that's going to grow because sometimes during COVID, like this whole toxic positivity about this unprecedented global event that has totally changed people's lives, ripped them apart. There's, you know, my, um, 
Ontario, Canada is the province in the world, right, that has had our children out of school for the longest amount of time. Oh, wow. All, okay. Yeah. So in Canada, we've had, you know, 44% of our gyms closed permanently. And that's, mm -hmm. I think, a global stat. Yeah. So mental wellness, people showing up as they are and saying, let's just meet, let's connect. You know, our average gym class or our average personal training session, you know, there's 10 minutes before and 10 minutes after where we're just checking in. How are you doing? Yeah. You know? It's, it's not about the six pack. It's all, and there's been a shift in pandemic. And I don't know if you've seen that Tracy and what I you do. I have seen it. Yeah. Yeah. I have seen it for sure. Yeah. yeah. It's not extrinsic. Yeah. Like it's nice to look good yeah. or how you think looking good is, but it's about how you're feeling inside. Yeah. When I landed back in New Zealand, I was actually really mm. fortunate to be picked up as a kind of a presenter for Exercise New Zealand. So you guys have CanFit Pro and we have a... Yeah. Uh, a place, a, a business called Exercise New Zealand. And so they took me on tour throughout New Zealand for two weeks. And I, um, you know, was presenting content around branding and business and stuff um, and getting COVID proof, right? One of the interesting things is they also ran a session that talked about what people valued most from a fitness club and what they wanted, how they, what they thought about fitness today. And before COVID, <coughs> people said, 6% of people that did the survey, it's like 20,000 people did the survey, so it's pretty legit. 6% said um, that they found that fitness was good for their mental health. When they redid the survey two years later, and we're smack in the middle of COVID, 60% of people said fitness was important for mental health. We are in this unprecedented, incredible time where people are embracing that moving their body is going to do something good for them you know even if it's 10 minutes a day right just move your ass <laughs> yeah gotta gotta move absolutely gotta yeah. yeah but um I just want to take a little segue to our conversation because you yeah. know we we actually have so much in common on the fitness front <laughs> and we've obviously learned a lot yeah. about the way COVID has influenced how we see fitness in business today but I just want to ask you um this stage of life for us, it's, a, it's really fabulous, fucking fabulous. So um, <laughs> how do you feel about being in your 50s? Break it down physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. Yeah. What's going on with you, Fiona? <laughs> well, I, uh, my sister and I were just talking about this the other day. We do not feel like she's 55. We don't feel like my mom was when she was 50. Hmm. It's very different. Um, I honestly, I don't, I don't, if this is 51, I'm loving it. Yeah. Um, I, it's such, I've just had, I, I don't know about your, how your forties were trace Tracy. Um, but I definitely attended more funerals mm. than weddings. Um, every birthday is a great alternative. And that's how I look at it. Um, when my hair went white, for example, you know, everyone's like, oh my God, are you ready to look old and be old? I'm like, so I've been dyeing my hair blue, green, all kinds of weirdo colors. And I'm tired of trying to like fix this. So I literally, it, you know, my mom was dying of bone cancer um, 
maybe like she, she died three years, three, four years ago this year. Oh my God. But when she was dying, I wanted her cause she always had white hair and I wanted her to see me with the white hair. Like that was really important for me that she got to see a little bit of that. And I love the gray hair. I love it's thick. Okay. I love it. I have so much fun with it. All right, for everyone that's listening and actually can't see you, I'm going to invite them. You got to go to the YouTube channel, Sexy Aging, and check out this interview because I want to say this lady is freaking hot right now. Your hair oh. actually looks platinum blonde. The color yeah, of and it. This is natural. This yeah. is not. I couldn't. I, I thought color. it was dyed. I thought it was like, no, oh, you've no, made it like no. that. It's like it's we've like, got a mohawk here. We've, we've got, got a mohawk. Yeah. And you know, I had a couple of people say, "Oh my god, a mohawk at 51." I'm like, "Oh, oh my, my god, god. A like, like, at 40." <laughs> and and they're like, "Well, what does your husband think?" And okay, so here's the deal with my Jeffer, right? Yeah. Best friend on the whole planet has my back. If I I'm very blessed that I have chosen to surround myself with badass, freaking fucking awesome people. Yeah. And the people that sneak their way in that are toxic, they smell as soon as they come in, I can, they're just, there's like this undefinable, they're gross. And I, and I react very viscerally to people that are just toxic. I really do. They make me uncomfortable. So when I run into people like that and I'm like, well, you know, how interesting that you, it, it would make me worry if my husband didn't like my hair. Um, do you know how many friends I've had who have had cancer or leukemia that lost their hair? It's fucking hair. Like who cares? Yeah, yeah cares? exactly. Yeah. Who cares? And PS, he had a Mohawk all during high school. So I came home with this and he's like, oh my God, my punk rock girl. Oh, he oh loved it. Yeah. yeah. He loves it. Yeah. But like, it, you know, but I love it. It's so much fun. Everybody should shave their head at least once in their life because honestly, you told me I didn't have to watch my language, but it's fucking liberating because yeah. women are taught that we're only, be- and, uh, and honestly, Tracy, like hottie McHot hot, you've got beautiful long hair. And when I grow my hair long, yeah. It looks really gross. Like it just doesn't, it doesn't suit me. And I came out like in my fifties, I'm like, fuck it. I'm just going to have the hair I want. Yeah. Um, and being a woman in her fifties as well. Um, I have had for the past eight years, I've had periods so bad that I end up in emergency twice a year. And the last time I went in, I had such debilitating like pain and we later discovered that it's because I ovulate. I don't ovulate on a regular basis. I oh, ovulate yeah, yeah. every couple of months. Yeah. And when I do, it's like somebody has stabbed the side of me. So I went into the emergency room uh, last time this happened. And my husband had to come in with me because I couldn't drive. And the pain suddenly went away. And the guys and the doctor came in and they're like, oh, you, you've got a nasty period. And I'm like yeah right and he goes well and I said but the pain is gone he's good he goes well at least you're not pregnant right and I looked at my husband and I'm just like I'm never coming back to the medical profession I just I was so dismayed yeah um, of that ignorance so I actually sought out and this is where you're going to have a common friend I sought out someone that knew specific pelvic health oh yeah (gasps) Oh about, my goodness. Are you talking about Kim? 
Yes, girl. Pam bought me the yeah. guru. Yeah. So I dug in. So after eight years of horrendous periods, having five changes of clothes a day, wow. um, just horrified. Um, I realized that I actually have pelvic floor dysfunction and I worked on my musculature. I have, we have a local amazing woman here. Um, so being in my fifties is about saying, fuck it. I'm actually going to be my own doctor and seek out and not say, I don't get, uh, what's the best way of saying this when somebody's like, yeah, I don't think that's what I'm like, no, I need better answers. Yeah. So I find in my fifties and my, in my mid forties, I ask better questions and I don't care if I'm, I haven't been satisfied with my questions and I will ask for more. It's my body. How can you possibly tell me about my vagina when you don't have one? Yeah. And I really think if, if no one else picks anything out of this podcast, Tracy, other than like the Duran Duran thing, which everyone should do, but go and find a pelvic floor specialist, because if you're going to go, you're going to go through menopause and you don't go through menopause because you're in menopause. You're in it. Once, you yeah. don't leave it. It's yeah. longer than when you're menstruating. Yeah. Right. So yeah. you got to look out for each other and, and you got to look out for those random hairs that like, <laughs> like even in the even the mirror today, I'm like, what the fuck? It's like yeah. it was like a whisker. I'm like, it was not. I can't enough. say it. I can't. No, say you it. can't. No, because I pulled yeah. it. Oh, but okay. it was it was fascinating. Yeah. Right. So watching my body age, but I still respond well to physical activity. I have clients who are in their 60s and 70s who have strong muscles. I have a lady that I work with in long-term care, who, by the way, kindred spirit who, when we go walking to work on posture and mobility, she's really going out with her walker to troll for men on that floor of the long-term care facility. Love it. Open, right? Mm -hmm. She openly referred to me as her wingman. So <laughs> me, the fact that I am like almost 40 years younger than her to pick up men. Oh, like, I love it. Sexy. Yeah. Sexy. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> That's so, so cool. There's so much of what you've said that resonates with me, but I feel like oh, I, I can also hear the background of women that I know that listen to the podcast going, yes, girl, yes. Um, especially around the advocating for yourself and the health and what, you know, with health, because obviously when we go through perimenopause, I know we weren't really going to talk about it, but I always talk about it. So we might as well talk about it. Um, yeah. <laughs> when we go through perimenopause, there's that moment of, I don't know what's going on and why isn't anybody talking about this and who's going to give me answers. And so, yeah, we, we've, a lot of us have gone through very similar experiences to the one you described yeah. where someone has no idea what they're talking about. I'm really excited that coming up in the podcast in March, I'm interviewing a menopause health specialist. And I actually have done that a few times, but this one, the conversation is going to be how do women advocate when they have that meeting with a GP who may not be up to speed on this stage of their life? And how do we work that meeting to our best advantage? I'm so looking mm -hmm. forward to that conversation because I think you and I are like, we're pretty strong and we go in there and we're like, okay, so this is what's happening, bitch. And when you go to your doctor and they're like, well, you're not, what did they call it? You're not ready for the change. And I'm like, what the fuck? What the, fuck, the change? Am I like a fucking werewolf? Like what's going to happen? 
what's going to happen that's so scary? And then I'm already here. <laughs> right? Like, it's just, you're in it more than you're not. And yes, yeah. there's, there's shifts in your hormones. So be aware, like one of those main things that I get really advocating about with women, especially my clients is when we recognize things like, well, why do women have twice to three times the rate of dementia and Alzheimer's? Well, estrogen is responsible for getting oxygen flow to the brain. Yeah. How come we don't talk about that? It's very, very important. And there's so much more science and studies to prove that. And yet nobody knows, right? Because just go in and they're like, lose weight and yeah, yeah, going back to the patriarchy, oh, let's focus on men's health. So what's really, what is really cool, and I have a lot of optimism around, is that there does seem to be an acceleration now in the space around studying women-specific health issues. So a lot of money being thrown into that area now. So it's probably because people like us don't shut up. <laughs> yeah, right? and I think it is. And it's important, like, as, you know, when you're when you go into the fitness and movement industry, you're already advocating to be of service to others. Yeah. So yeah, you gotta walk your walk and you gotta walk your walk with your clients. You gotta ask better questions. And I was just, you know, I've got so many amazing women, men, you know, cisgender, all that kind of stuff, but everybody wants to contribute. Everyone wants to be heard. And for women to think that they're not, not being heard is, it's just, we all have a voice. We all have something to contribute. When they look at longevity and how people live to be a hundred, they don't notice diet and exercise as much as things like connecting with other people, having healthy relationships, feeling valued and appreciated. Those are yeah. the things that give us longevity and integrity as we get older. And, and honestly, getting older, oh my, it just beats the alternative. Yeah. It beats alternative we're here on this turn of the planet like once we gotta yeah. have fun we gotta say fuck it yeah one one chance baby yeah one chance right yeah. so yeah you gotta do whatever you can do with whatever you've got and just get at it and i think one of the coolest things and you've kind of touched on it with aging Aging is such a shit word, but um, as we mature, (laughs) aging, zoomers, yeah, a healthy aging, um, is that mentally you just back yourself a lot better, right? You just know, okay. I mean, a lot of it's about experience. So both of us have had, you know, decades of experience in the fitness industry. So you just know how to get stuff done as fast as possible, and you're able to mentor and like you said ask great questions and continue to ask questions if you don't get the right answer so we just back ourselves around the things that we know is our purpose so what is your where do you see yourself in the next 10 years like what's what's happening in the world of Fiona like what can we expect like what bomb's gonna go off (laughs) well fucking bombs was right (laughs) you know continuing to build uh this wonderful fitness facility um going more virtual more global as well um i want people to remember that movement is supposed to be fun it is not about feeling bad because you can't do 20 push-ups it's about you know rocking that one push-up epic yeah yeah it's about being able to change your mind so um I'm working currently on a couple of projects uh, in the fitness industry for uh, 
for new course, like some course material, um, working on a book as well. I, and, and working on a book is about like a manual to get people to think more adaptively. So I see, you know, as a can't fit pro personal pro trainer for 14 years now, um, I've trained thousands of participants coming through to be certified in this field. And where I'm seeing people lack is empathy. Yeah. And it's not that they're not good people. They're not asking questions. They're telling people stuff. And you got to ask questions. So for example, my last course, um, I asked them, I said, what does healthy aging mean to you? And they're like, oh, you know, just all the stuff that you would imagine. And I said, what is old? What is that number? What's the number? Like when you're talking about older adults, I had one person was telling me all about, you know, they're, they're going to work with older adults and everything. And I'm like, okay, well, what's that? She goes, oh, you know, when you're 40. And I'm like, if you oh, a 40 year old and older adult, you're fucked. This week I had a call from my doctor letting me know that I was old enough to get a colonoscopy. And I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. I get the train to the colon. It's me now in my 50s. Oh. Whoa, rocking it, girl. Right? So, I mean, <laughs> continuing to train. I want to start mentoring people to ask better questions in the fitness industry. I'm a big fan of advocating for accessibility and equity. Uh, we don't see it enough in this fitness industry. It needs, it's 2022. Yeah. We have to, we're changing. I'm changing it. If I don't, and that's the thing about getting older, right? Mm. If you don't see the change you want, you have to fucking do it. Yeah. And I'm okay to do it. It's hard yeah. and it's taking longer than I thought. Um, I also want to be a great role model for my kids. I have a 19 year old and a 12 year old and I want to help them as much as I can over the next 10 years, continue to be the resilient, amazing people that they are. Of all the things that COVID has impacted, um, the long-term results of what's happening to kids, um, mm. I don't think we see it yet. And it, yeah. it is mental wellness. Yeah. Um, I'd like to travel the world. I'm, I want to make sure I want to present in Asia. That's also a big goal of mine and just continue to be of service to others and continue to get more people in this industry working. This is the industry where you get to go to bed at the end of the day going, I fucking love my job. Yeah, Why? it's so true. I love it. I yeah. love changing people. I love not changing. I didn't mean it like that, but yeah. I love it when people click and go, oh, oh my God, I'm doing it. This is the person I want to be. And when somebody can look in a mirror and see the person that I see when they walk in and they see themselves as these magnificent, amazing creatures, that, to do that for the next 10 years, that'd be fucking awesome. Yeah, it's so happen. good. Oh man, I'm inspired. You are very, very cool. Oh. I, hope, I hope that you can come and visit me when you start traveling. Oh, don't or even make... tease. Don't, what about... don't even tease. What about as we meet up that, in New York or something like that? I think that would be cool. That would be awesome. As long as that sheep population, that like nine <laughs> sheep to every person in New Zealand. I don't would know you, about that. Well, I don't know. Well, we are the, um, I think you'd love the rugby here. It's the national sport. Love the rugby. And you have the best <laughs> prime minister. Yes. Honestly, if I could get her face tattooed on my arm, I would totally do it. <laughs> I'll let it. I'll let her know. You know what? I'll actually send her this clip and she'll probably respond. Freaking. <laughs> yeah, we are too. Yeah. Cool. Um, Fiona, it's been amazing talking to you and catching up with you. It's like I'm catching up with a girlfriend over a glass of wine Aww. or a coffee. 
Um, so good to talk to you. Thank I just you. want you to reach out to the listeners now and recommend a book. Am I putting you on the spot here? No, because there's so many good books I can try. Okay, okay. okay this book is amazing. It's called Beyond the Bat. Okay. By Julie Rosenberg. Julie Rosenberg. And, it's, yep. and it's about leadership on your yoga mat. It is phenomenal there. And I know I'm only supposed to give you one, but I love giving people two. Um, I love that the champion's mind about how great athletes train. Yeah. Um, and what I love about this book is I wrote the author and said, um, you know, Tim Grover, who's also another amazing writer, I wrote him too and said, why don't you have more female examples in your books? That's lame to me. Yeah. It's lame. And they actually both wrote me back and said, you know what? Yeah, we don't have enough women. And you know what? When we do the next edition, we're going to ensure that we have strong in here too, because you're right. They're not represented. So you got to put it out there, people. Read yeah. your books and comment on them if they're not good enough for you. Yeah, well, I've learned that. I will be doing that. So thank you so much, Fiona. You're and welcome. I'll see you in a, in a week or two on the Mastermind. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone join WeFa. WeFa. Woo woo. <laughs>